0: Hello, and thank you for listening to today's episode of Cast, the official podcast of the Journal of Athletic Training. My name is Shelby Baez, and I will be taking over hosting duties from Luke Donovan for this month. For the second episode of the month, I will discuss another article from the special issue Celebrating Women Scholars in the Journal of Athletic Training, titled... Health-Related Quality of Life in Former National Collegiate Athletic Association, Division I Collegiate Athletes, Compared with Non-Collegiate Athletes, a Five-Year Follow-Up, by Dr. Janet E. Simon and colleagues from Ohio University and Indiana University. As a reminder, the article discussed today can be found on the JAT website, natajournals.org. And please remember that all content from JAT is open access to all readers thanks to funding from the National Athletic Trainers Association. First step, surveying the scene. Participation in athletics can lead to improved cardiorespiratory fitness, enhanced muscular strength and function, and decreased risk of disease. However, a consequence of participation in athletics is the risk for acute, chronic, and even career-ending injury. Additionally, because of the competitive nature of sport, athletes may subject themselves to unhealthy behaviors that can lead to the development of an inactive lifestyle, chronic disease, and reduced life satisfaction. Previous researchers have found that former Division I athletes had decreased health-related quality of life after retirement from sport when compared to non-collegiate athletes. However, most of this work was cross-sectional and did not track changes over time in these cohorts. These research groups have suggested that former Division I athletes may continue to experience decreases in health-related quality of life, and plans for lifelong health and well-being need to be introduced in this population. However, longitudinal studies need to occur to enhance our understanding of the progression of health-related quality of life in former Division I athletes prior to the introduction of these interventions. Therefore, the the purpose of this study was to determine the current health-related quality of life in former Division I athletes compared to non-collegiate athletes as they continue to age. The authors hypothesized that former Division I athletes would experience a decrease in health-related quality of life when compared to non-collegiate athletes at the five-year follow-up. The authors recruited a group of former Division I athletes and a group of non-collegiate athlete respondents from a previous health-related quality of life study to participate in the five-year follow-up. Participants were between the ages of 45 and 70 years old and either, one, participated in an NCAA-sanctioned Division I sport, or two, attended the university but were not involved in sanctioned athletics. A former Division I athlete was defined as a person who competed in an NCAA Division I sanctioned sport for at least one season, and a non-collegiate athlete was defined as an individual who did not pursue an NCAA Division I sanctioned sport, but who participated in an intramural, club, or recreational activity on a regular basis while attending the university. A total of 456 individuals were contacted. Individuals were emailed a link to a survey where former Division I athletes were directed to the former Division I athlete survey, and non-collegiate athletes were directed to the non-collegiate athlete survey. All participants completed the demographic questionnaire and the patient-reported outcome measurement information system, or PROMIS, scales. The demographic questionnaire consisted of anthropometric measures and assessed current lifestyle, physical activity, and osteoarthritis diagnosis. The PROMIS consists of five generic health-related quality-of-life domains, including physical function, fatigue, pain, emotional distress, and social function. The survey was open for six weeks, and email reminders were sent every two weeks. Here are the results. A total of 232 former Division I athletes were contacted with a total of 193 responses received. For non-collegiate athletes, 225 participants were contacted, from whom 169 surveys were returned. From a demographic perspective, the former Division I athletes weighed more, were taller, and performed less aerobic and anaerobic activity than their non-collegiate athlete counterparts. Interestingly, at the follow-up time point, 46% of former Division I athletes compared to 27% of non-collegiate athletes indicated that they had been diagnosed with osteoarthritis. 44% of former Division I athletes compared to 20% of non-collegiate athletes felt limited in their daily life, and 88% of former Division I athletes compared to 49% of non-collegiate athletes felt limited during physical activity. Additionally, the former Division I athletes reported an increase in feeling limited during their daily life and during physical activity across the two time points, which included scores from the original study compared to the five year follow up time point scores. The same was observed for the non collegiate athlete group across the two time points. As for the promised scales, sleep disturbance, depression, pain interference, and physical function were significant for the interactions of time by group, with the largest between-group differences at follow-up for depression, pain interference, and physical function, with the former Division I athletes scoring worse on all scales. The primary findings in this study were that scores were worse for the former Division I athletes compared with the non-collegiate athlete cohort at the five-year follow-up for the promised sleep disturbance, depression, fatigue, pain interference, and physical function scales. Furthermore, Division I athletes indicated worse scores at the five-year follow-up when compared to their own baseline assessment for the promised physical function, depression, fatigue, sleep disturbance, and pain interference scales. Lastly, the authors found that former Division I athletes reported substantially more limitations in activities of daily living and physical activity, a higher prevalence of osteoarthritis, and less aerobic and anaerobic activity compared with the non-collegiate athletes at the follow-up time point. As all data in this study were self-reported, future research should obtain objective measures to characterize impairments, such as osteoarthritis, and how they are associated with health-related quality of life in former Division I collegiate athletes. Furthermore, future research should explore region-specific patient-reported outcome measures, such as the knee injury and osteoarthritis outcome score, to examine specific disabilities around certain joints. Lastly, different interventions designed to improve health-related quality of life and lifetime physical activity at the collegiate level should be explored. Well, that's it for today's JAT cast. Please remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast, which is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Stitcher. You can find out more information about upcoming podcasts and other JAT events on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram accounts at JAT underscore NATA. Thank you for listening and keep a lookout for next month's JAT cast.